got great intentions. He works his tail off. You you can see he's accountable through his hard work. And that's just on the football field, man. Off the field, I, I don't know if they make a better human, man. You talk about somebody that wants to be in the community, make things better for everybody, uh, make things easier on those that have had it harder in life. On top of that, just the ultimate family, man. That's uh, somebody talking about Patrick Mahomes, the quarterback for the Kansas that's City Chiefs. Travis Kelsey. Yeah, the great Travis Kelsey, the the dynamic tight end for the Chiefs. See, you gotta like it if uh, somebody who's a big star is actually a good person. That's cool. Sure, but sometimes they're not, and um, sometimes they're portrayed to be, then turn out not to be. Yeah, I don't know that. That sounded pretty sincere and specific. Oh yeah, I've I've never heard a single word against Pat Mahomes. He said to be a great young man. Um, but does he have the COVID? Is he going to be spreading the COVID all around Tampa, Florida? As he runs from end zone to end zone. Yeah, we'll get back to you on that. Um, as he was getting, uh, he's in line to get a haircut, and it turns out the barber had the COVID. Oh, might as well have been the barber of Seville, slitting throats, huh? I heard there were 20 players. The, that the were... demon barber of Fleet Street? Or the, <laughs> the barber, of, wait a minute, is the barber of Seville with a Bugs Bunny yeah. cartoon? Yeah. Kill the wabbit, kill the yes. wabbit. It is. Yes, Sean? Yeah, I heard there were tw- <laughs> 20 players scheduled to get their haircuts from that guy that day. Everybody trying to get all looking nice for their, their Super Bowl appearance. Well, yeah. th- there's big money on the line. If you have a big game and all of a sudden, you know, Patrick Mahomes is one thing. He'll be on the camera a lot, you know, and uh, if they win, he'll be the guy holding the trophy. But you can be the lineman, the kickoff returner, something has a big moment, then all of a sudden you're a Gatorade spokesman. Because we've seen that happen over and over again. And uh, say, so, yeah, you want to have your hair looking sharp. Unless the guy's got the COVID and he's breathing on you while well, he trims your sideburns. Guy's dripping Chinese bat fever. And all of a sudden, you're not allowed to play. Although, in terms of the stars, uh, I'm with Sean. Yeah, yeah, we're going to test them. Uh, the tests uh, are due Monday. I'll yeah. let you know as soon as we find out. I yeah. put the results somewhere. They must be in my other pants. They were just here. <laughs> what do you mean the guy who just took the test looks nothing like Patrick Mahomes? That was Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Make up somebody. Hey, Johnny, give me my folder. Um, sure. Yeah, it'd be it'd be pretty hard to imagine that if Patrick Mahomes tested positive for the COVID, he's showing no symptoms. He's a young man; it's not going to you know bother him any. Um, that you'd shut down the Super Bowl over that, right? Pretty hard and to I'll, imagine. Well, as I said earlier, the, the one uh, place in America, the one uh, organization, if it's organized in America, that ain't going to let that happen is Las Vegas, because they work very hard to have five billion dollars bet on this side and five billion dollars bet on that side so they don't lose their heinies and if all of a sudden young pat mahomes is out and i can't it's a oh that's right it was the guy we were joking about right anything is possible <laughs> yeah. the Hennessons. Yeah. exactly <laughs> chad henny oh if, <laughs> if he's in there it's going to be a very different situation and vegas is not going to put up with that so yeah i i had imagined there uh the sheldon adelson in the world god rest his soul he's gone but are, are calling uh, roger goodell right now and saying yeah pat Mahomes plays you hear me click anyway uh speaking of the powerful he may look like a cartoon turtle but mitch mcconnell though now the minority leader, even though he has half the Senate, uh, is no uh, shrink and violet. He knows how to wield the levers of power. And indeed, 
Senate Republicans are set to force Democrats to cast votes on a variety of uncomfortable topics in the coming days, taking advantage of the rules of the very budget reconciliation process Democrats are using Ah. to advance Biden's coronavirus gigantic uh, porky stimulus plan. I've heard this over and over again, and it seems to be pretty clear that Mitch McConnell really understands the, the finer points of running the Senate. Yeah, I'm reminded of the great biography, LBJ, Master of the Senate. Right. One of the volumes of that autobiography. Debate on the budget resolution. No, see, I guess, all right, two hit further room. You see, if the Democrats pass the, the, the budget, the, uh, the COVID relief in a certain way, it's just a budgetary item. It's not a new law. So, and that's a very quick and dirty explanation, but they don't need 60 votes in the Senate. They just need a bare majority because all they're doing is voting about how to spend the money that's there, essentially. So. But to but to use that process, it comes with some other rules, right? Is what exactly. you're saying. Yeah, and after so uh, debate on the budget resolution started yesterday. It'll continue in the Senate today. After that time expires, Senate Minority Whip John Thune of South Dakota predicted that right after lunch. Yeah, they call him the Whip for good reason. Right after lunch, they're going to have a process called a vote o rama. It says vote a rama here. Would you spell it A or O? Vote a rama. Well, what is it in the Dogman books? I think it's O. I don't know the Dogman. I know Captain Underpants. Yeah, same thing. They have uh, same writer. They have the same sort of thing. Something else. They have O Rama. The flip O Rama pages where you flip the pages back and forth. Yeah, it's clearly O. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. During that time, any senator is entitled to file an amendment to the resolution, which could result in dozens of votes on various provisions going late into the night and even into early Friday morning. Now, quoting from Fox News, Republicans strongly oppose the fact that Democrats are using reconciliation and therefore plan to use the Votorama as a way to punish Democrats, extracting a pound of flesh, to quote Shakespeare, I believe, by forcing them into uncomfortable votes. For instance... Pound of flesh is a gross expression. It really is. Really is. Unless it's referring to, you know, you're going to like get a pound of uh, pork chops. Is that what they just mean? Yeah. I don't think so. I think, it's, I think it's taking it out of you. I don't oh. know. It's disgusting. Uh, let's see. We'll be getting, this is uh, Mitch McConnell. We'll be discussing the facts. Senate Republicans will have a host of amendments, blah, blah, blah. He added, we'll be getting senators on the record about whether taxpayer funds should fund checks for legal immigrants, whether Democrats should raise taxes on small businesses in the midst of this historic crisis, and whether generous federal funding should pour into school districts where the unions refuse to let schools open. And this is just a small taste, (laughs) says the powerful Republican. Hmm. Uh, in fact, just minutes after McConnell's floor speech, Josh Hawley, controversial Missouri, introduced an amendment that would oppose federal funding for schools that don't get kids back in the classroom. And then he says stuff you've heard us say many times. The federal government should put an end to this two-tiered education system for the haves and have-nots by incentivizing schools to reopen safely. And he mentions working-class families, poor families. It's been absolutely uh, devastating. Um, any more examples? Uh, Steve Daines of Montana is leading seven amendments, co-sponsoring three. 
Uh, more school districts, uh, uh, amendments that advocate reversing the decision to reverse the decision on the Keystone XL pipeline, resuming oil and gas leasing on federal lands. That's going to whip up Montanans and Alaskans, stopping any tax increases while the pandemic is still going on, preventing the U.S. government from using taxpayer money to implement the Paris Climate Accord and much, much more. Tom Cotton said he'll introduce amendments to support funding for the U.S. nuclear weapons program, oppose taxpayer funding from being used for abortion internationally and domestic nonprofits, oppose illegal immigrants from using government-supported health care options, and support keeping the number of Supreme Court justices at nine. So, the Votorama, here it comes. So, have you ever gone uh, to the airport, you're going to fly, you put your bags up on the thing, and they say it, you're over the weight? And you either get it, need to get another bag or pay, and then you got to pay extra or you got to get some stuff out of your bag. I've had that happen before too. Like I was over the Holy 60- Quickie auction. I was over the. <laughs> I, was over I the, got a pair of golf shoes here, only worn three times. Who'll give me $5? And when I did it, it wasn't a minor cost. It, I think it was $65 if I, didn't, yeah. if I didn't trim five pounds off of my bag. So you think, well, I suppose we could leave these, you know, a couple of towels out of here. That's $2 worth of towels to save. 65 bucks or something. Here's a lot of underpants. Five pair of underpants. <laughs> lightly worn. Oh, start the betting at a dollar. I, I was hoping for not worn at all. <laughs> That's why they're a dollar, sir. Step up. Lightly worn. Anyway, here you have... Non-smoking household. <laughs> here you have four travelers eat 66 pounds of oranges to avoid extra airline fees. <laughs> no, they didn't. They did. What? I mean, not each combined. It took yeah. them four well, travelers, right. but that's still a lot of oranges. Oh, it's way too many. And they spent twenty to thirty minutes, uh, so they had a little time before their flight was going to leave. But they spent about twenty minutes, the four of them, gobbling down sixty-six pounds of oranges <laughs> to avoid the cost of being overweight on the bags. What? Wouldn't that be like? How many oranges did they? Did they have a count? I mean, the average orange isn't a pound, so you're oh, looking no, at... no, no, not even close. 175 oranges among four people? Sounds like another bet, Sean. Want to make a quick thousand bucks? Uh, uh, I'm getting about six oranges per pound. Oh, my God. Great, Scott. <laughs> so that's, well, if you call it 70, uh, 420 oranges? Wouldn't you look like an Oompa Loompa by the end of that? I mean, it'd seep into your skin. You'd have orange movements for a week. We just stood there and ate the whole thing. It took us about 20 minutes, they said. After chowing down, however, the citrus reportedly, reportedly left painful sores in their mouths. Ooh. Uh, and one of the travelers claims he's had his fill of fruit forever. I never want to see an orange again, <laughs> said one man. <laughs> yeah, good plan. <laughs> There's principles involved here. Boy, that's paying the stupid tax right there. What are we going to do? Well, we could eat it. So the charge for them, you know, I don't know their financial situation. It was going to be 46 bucks. If there's four of you, how about you split it four ways? It's like $11, $12 each. Or, no, let's eat 150 oranges each. Because it starts at $45, Jack, and then before you know it, it's 160 <laughs> We'll show them. Taking yeah. a stand. Would I rather spend $11 or eat 1,000 oranges? <laughs> I wonder if they they just stood there eyeing the uh, the the baggage guy there at the right. carous or the, just staring at him, sure, and mean mugging him as they ate each orange. Clearly, sure. it was the principle of the thing at that point. It was not yeah. the money. It was a, you're not going to beat me at this. You don't believe I can eat all these oranges? Well, I can. I see the doubt in your eyes. No oh man can eat 150 oranges. Well, that reminds me, I've got all the angry related movies. 
This came up on the, you might wonder if you don't know what we're talking about, how this would possibly come up on the well, show. What do you mean by egg-related? <laughs> I can explain that briefly, among other things, when we come back. Armstrong and Getty. See a million little things wrecked us. She never liked my pickup truck parked up beside her Lexus. And I never wore them khakis like she has Just trashy old blue jeans. So this Morgan Wallen dude is a big deal in country music. Um, we listen to a lot of the country music station at my house. Specifically because it's very difficult to listen to other music stations with kids in the car. Not so much the music, although that is some on like the hip hopish stations that my son likes, because some of the songs I just don't want him to hear. But the commercials, that's where you get into the trouble. The country oh. station's the only one you can listen to with kids and have like the commercials and PSAs and all that sort of stuff be okay. Hmm. Based on a lot of my experience. Um anyway. What are um, they advertising on the hippity hop stations? Condoms and a lot of PSAs are what I'm just like, I'm diving for the dial. Oh. Have you been raped? Were you? No, that's not what I want to hear immediately after a song with my kids in the car. Huh. Um, so, you know, country music works really, really hard to be family friendly, and they're a huge, dominant, gazillion dollar machine. And maybe their biggest star currently, this Morgan Wallen guy, who was up for a ton of Academy of Country Music Awards. That's like their biggest award show. Um, I think he's got the number one album in the country right now. Well, somebody found a a post or a video? I haven't found that information yet. Do you know that, Sean? What he said? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's. Um, I mean, I can. I can, can you put it in context without saying the N word, which is what he's being. Uh, uh, so in the video, Morgan and his buddies arrive at his friend's house, honking car horns, shouting in the driveway. Singer is seen walking inside the house, turns and asks someone to look after another member of the group, uh, remarking loudly from one friend to take care of this. Uh, not the not the word yet, but other expletives. Take care of this blank, blank, and then the second blank in this one is is the word. Okay. Um, anyway, that's enough for his career probably to be over. So one of the biggest stars in the most biggest money making music uh, in America is probably done. I would guess based on the way we currently treat that word, probably well, done. In terms done of like corporate radio and and you know big. Business music, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely going to hamper his his, his uh, groove. His record label dropped him. Spotify and Apple Music have pulled his uh, songs from wow. the playlist. Wow. Can't even... A young person referring to one of his friends as help this enter out loses his career. So you can't even listen to his music on Apple Music anymore. Or uh, they said they removed it from playlists. I don't know. So the, mm, the kind of things okay. that push out music. So I don't know if I can still search yeah. him up and listen. Well, I could check real fast on my phone probably. Um, you know the country stations aren't going to play him, and the uh, the music show pulled him. His, his nominations are no good, even though he was probably going to win album of the year and song of the year and all this different stuff. Wow! Um, so he's just done. That's Don't interesting. videotape your friends saying anything. Oh, uh, it was it parties. was videotaped by a neighbor. Um, oh boy! So they showed up late at night, honking, hooting, and hollering. They probably started cell phone recording. Figured there out you who go, it was. Boy. Yeah. Oh boy! Authorities believe alcohol was involved. God, you know how many um, would ruin their careers things have been said by almost every artist over the age of 40, but that was before you videotaped everything at parties sure. and everything like that. I mean, yeah. everybody Black, on, white, Asian. And on every kind of music you can imagine, there right. would be enough 
things that would get you pulled off the radio. Mm-hmm. But they uh, were lucky enough, as am I, to have uh, lived in an era when you're young and crazy and wild and running around and saying all kinds of things to try to be edgy that nobody was recording everything. Woo! Nobody filmed you then had the film developed. That's something. Wow. Brutal. Huh. Um, so here's a report on, uh, so you got the vaccine situation where states aren't getting it out nearly as efficiently as everyone was hoping, hoping. And then if you do get it some places, there are some people that won't take the dang thing. As federal health officials try to get shots to as many Americans as possible, vaccine hesitancy may be the biggest obstacle to reaching herd immunity. A report published by the CDC shows while 78% of nursing home residents get the vaccine when offered, only 38% of the staff do. And according to a Monmouth University poll, only 50% of Americans plan to get vaccinated as soon as it's their turn, with 19% preferring to wait and 24% unlikely to get vaccinated at all. That's something. Now, if old folks' homes especially, that's the most vulnerable people out there. Now, if the old folks get the vaccine, I suppose it doesn't matter that much if the staff got the vaccine, but, you know, you kind of assumed they would. Yeah. Working at an old folks' home. Yeah, you would think it would be required, given the death toll. Surely you can require that. Look, Uh if you're going to work in an old folks' home, you have to get the COVID vaccine. Yeah, yeah. Only thirty-eight well, percent say they will. A listener of ours uh, said they had a big sign up at work. They had vaccines, and it was one out of five who said they'd go ahead and get it. Ah, uh, it's just uh, I don't quite uh, understand you people. You've you've emailed us. I get it. I get your argument, yeah. uh, but I can't wait. I want to get it as soon as possible. Small chance I'd croak from it, but I don't want to take any chance. Armstrong and Getty. <laughs> The Armstrong and Getty Show. Several experts recommend the Biden administration put together a cross-agency task force to tackle disinformation and domestic extremism, which would be led by something like a reality czar. (laughs) A reality czar. So the New York Times and the Biden administration are now in charge of reality. Now, the paper, in a rare flash of self-awareness, concedes this sounds, quote, a little dystopian. But the paper doesn't answer the most basic question, which is, what is this reality the realities are will promote? And you know exactly, the realities are will promote their realities. The ones we're always hearing about, that George Floyd didn't actually die of a fentanyl overdose, no. The reality that police officers commit genocide. The reality that eight-year-old boys should, should take puberty blockers. The reality that women, most women would much prefer to work for an investment bank instead of raising their own kids. That abortion is liberation. That is deeply fulfilling to live alone in an apartment with your cats. That hedge funds are the real drivers of this economy. <laughs> Those are their realities. And now they're yours. Yeah, I, uh, I know this got a lot of attention, the suggestion by anyone of our realities are. It's amazing to me that there's a crowd, and I know there's a crowd on both sides who believe this, that actually believes they know pretty much always what is the truth and what is not. And if, if I was in jail, I don't even believe that about myself, let alone my side, and sure as hell not the other side, of uh, letting them be in charge of what's real and what's not. The more bubbled off you are, the more certain you are. That's really interesting. That, there was no reason to take shot, uh, shots at cat owners, by the way, like Sean there. 
No, I was, don't was, actually own a cat. It was, huh? it was taking Pardon? a shot at the idea of uh, choosing to live alone with pets instead of children or mm. a wife or a husband. Mm. It's a lot cheaper. It is definitely cheaper. A <laughs> um, couple of news items for you. People trust black COVID masks more than others. A poll huh. shows. I got to tell you, I, in, I know that's true for me. When I see somebody with the black mask on, I just kind of think, well, that's like, like a really good mask. Serious mask, yes. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, it is. It's odd. Um, and, you know, and people who do this for a living, that says make masks for a living, they want to know stuff like this. Like, are people more interested in, what's that popular color of car right now? Battleship Gray. People really into Battleship Gray vehicles. Let's make a whole bunch of those. Hmm. People are buying them like crazy. Um, people like and trust the black masks more, so we'll make more of those. But they're not exactly sure why. Um, you have any idea on that? Any no, guess? I'm contemplating it. I just uh, It's the least see-through? Yeah, maybe you can see through it a little bit. You think yeah, microbes will get through well, it. I'll that, get the Chinese bat fever. Yeah, before you come up with reasons that don't make sense to the answer, black is slightly ahead of white. Black and white by far finish hmm. at the top one and two. Well, I, if I for see what a, masks, they people feel safer around. If I see a tie dye mask, I'm questioning the pro. Right, it, that that doesn't seem like a serious mask. I feel <laughs> like a solid color seems more serious. Yeah. Well, where's where's the discussion of the like slightly blue of virtually every medical mask I've ever seen in my life? I don't know. I like it when it's up or over your nose, though, and not down around your chin, the chin diaper. Anyway, there you go. A lot of people say masks make people look ugly. You can't see people's smiles. I think I, I, think I actually look better with a mask. I might keep wearing it long after the pandemic. Slimming. I find myself doing, like, overly exaggerated, like, eye smiles yeah, at yeah, people. Trying absolutely. to, no, I'm, hey, I'm, this is me greeting you as a person yeah. existing I think in this space together. Everybody does that. It's instinctive. It's yeah. deep within us. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, guy got a face transplant and double hand transplant. Yeah. Successful. Yeah. Wow. 22-year go, uh, two year, hmm, 22-year-old guy in a horrible car wreck got burnt and everything and, uh. But it's come along well. I mean, it's 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 rough, but it's uh, an but it's doable, and it will get better. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. having hands would be better than not having hands. I think we could all agree on that. Oh, that's incredible. Oh yeah, absolutely. Fell asleep while on his way home from work. Oh boy, hit the um, curb and flipped. But you know where we're headed toward? It'll happen soon. First, head transplant. First head transplant. Yes. Then we're into a new world. Yes. And then the eternal question, did you have a head transplant or a body transplant? I clearly had a head transplant because I'm getting mine transplanted onto one of those Boston Dynamic robots. Yes. Uh, Yeah, I feel like that's the best long-term solution Uh, once I decide to go for the full head transplant route. Sure, some days I'd do uh, dive and roll, some days I'd pick up heavy boxes, some days I'd dance like those damn (laughs) robots. If you could, would you swap with a friend? Heads. (laughs) <laughs> what kind of a question is that? Well, but no, you see, Michael, you go with your head. That's not, you don't get a new head. Your consciousness is not in your elbows. Unless your soul is in your chest, then you are your body. Because your soul is what's important. Hey, maybe I misunderstood. <laughs> if I swap heads with a friend of mine, I'm now on his body. Exactly. I got it backward. 
Uh, had, which direction did I want to go? I So we were talking about something that reminded me of something I thought was really important. Now I'll skip it. I'll come back to it later. Uber has made an acquisition. I'll bet Uber rides are way down, right? That's almost oh, obviously yeah. true. If you think about it for a second, duh. Um, if flying's down 90%, then the number of people getting an Uber ride at the airport is down a lot. And nobody's going to a concert or a ball game or anything like that. So, yeah, Uber's got to be... Or just sharing a ride with a stranger, right, mm-hmm. in, in theory. But Uber just acquired Drizzly, the alcohol delivery startup, for $1.1 billion, because they think that's going to be huge like going forward, but certainly for the next year or so. Hello. Alcohol what? delivery by Let's Uber. keep the party going. I got an app. You pansies! I can't believe you're stopping. This is what do you mean, Ross? On the way. This Look is at that. the ultimate it party. This shows progress. He's right around the corner. Wow. So if you're too hammered to go get more and you're out, you have it delivered. That's beautiful. If that had existed back when I drank, I probably would be dead by now. Because <laughs> running out and knowing I couldn't drive was what saved me many times. No, wow. we got to get another case for the free delivery. <laughs> yeah, I guess in my younger booth. days, I'm... I wasn't nearly as stocked up as I am now. Yeah. Yeah, you just, you'd just buy enough to drink that night and maybe underestimate a little bit. Maybe a couple of fellas come over. And then what do you do? Go to bed merely somewhat hammered? Certainly but not. Uber's not stupid, and $1.1 billion is a lot. So obviously they think alcohol delivery is here to stay. Yeah, I have questions. What's the surcharge? I mean, I'm buying a, a say, a $35 bottle of bourbon. What are they going to tack on there? Well, the main thing is, I think it's it's going to be, it's going to make its money off of people that are inebriated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and can't drive. That's that's yeah. the, the because the surcharge for that is like uh, several thousand dollars and maybe losing your license, right? Uh, if you go get it yourself. So whatever the surcharge is on the other end would be a good deal. Well, and you're drunk, so even if it's not a good deal, you probably don't care. Whatever, that's fine. Send. <laughs> <laughs> I like you're watching the progress. Oh, look, he's just on a quarter. This is this real close. <laughs> Almost. Everybody here. calm down. <laughs> Put the His music legs. back on. Spin around a quarter for like five minutes. He's going the wrong way. He's going the wrong way. Everybody, come on. We got to go get him. <laughs> oh, boy. That will happen <laughs> in every town in America. He Welcome to Positive Sean's Drunk Theater. People are shouting out the window, out of here! <laughs> he must be stuck at the gate. Come on. <laughs> Hilarious. I mentioned people trust black masks more. I think I did. Um, I don't know. I don't know what I'm in the mood for. I got a lot of stuff here, but I just don't know what... Hmm. I can tell you that the uh, San Francisco School District has snapped back at the city who sued them for not opening the schools, uh, saying this is an embarrassing day for the city of San Francisco. We just want to keep the teachers safe. Oh, man, do you think anybody's buying that? Do you actually think anybody's buying that crap? And hopefully everybody's hearing this Wall Street Journal story that 60-some billion dollars was already allotted for schools. To deal with COVID. Only $4 billion of that has been spent. So that's not what it's about. You so knew that anyway, because lots of schools have opened up without that money. 
said the city attorney. Private and parochial schools have figured it out. In-person instruction needs to be the singular focus, not renaming schools that are empty or changing admission policies when teachers aren't in classrooms. The uh, the, the union uh, responded, United Educators of San Francisco is very disappointed that the city has chosen to attack rather than support the school district. You people are evil. I'd say if you're a young, good-looking dude, becoming the alcohol delivery driver for Drizzle would be a good job. Oh, oh. I think you'd be postponing a lot of deliveries, you know? I'm done for the night. I wasn't going to be, but now I am. (laughs) I'm staying here. I'll be back on the clock in about an hour. (laughs) Um, An amazing stat about how polarized we are in a way that I didn't hadn't even contemplated if you haven't heard this and um and how that fits with people's moving patterns too as people are it looks like starting to self um separate in a way that has never happened before all that on the way it's really interesting The Armstrong and Getty Show. There's a radio show in our building. Um, they leave their masks on while they're on the air. I think I would yeah. sound muffled while I did that. Notice that. I'm sure they've experimented with what mask to wear. Um, in Kevin Williamson's latest article for the National Review, he ponders a new demographic trend. Are people relocating to different states based on a shared political conviction? Yes. And is this form of self-sorting a good thing for the country? Maybe. (laughs) That we cannot bear the thought of living in the same communities as people who do not share our politics doesn't seem to me to indicate anything healthy about our national culture, he writes. Part of me thinks this is a terrible trend for the country. Another part of me thinks St. George, Utah is awfully nice this time of year. (laughs) As he is a conservative. Yeah, I, I, there's a little think tankitis in there because I don't think it's merely uh, I find the other ideology or different ideologies repugnant. It's just the way it bears out in governance and tax rates and, you know, the way that the schools are run, the curriculum in the schools. Well, right. that, that's, you're if, leaving that school district not because there are liberals on the next block. If I like lower taxes, don't give a crap about your environmental stuff. Um, and want a school where they're not teaching anti-racism, I'm going to end up in a place where people have the same politics as me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. Didn't, it's not the other way around, I don't think. It's one of the most powerful tools people have in a republic. You get up and leave. Go it's, somewhere better. It's a heck of a thing to do, though. Yeah, um, it's it's very American, though. I mean, it's the oh, entire yeah. history sure, of the country. Sure is. Do you not like America? Are you against our history? You're trying to erase it? What chapter, you one of them? what chapter is that in Joe Getty's How to Argue Unfairly? <laughs> to turn viciously on a friend for no good reason. Ah, oh, that's a great technique. Why do you hate this country? <laughs> <laughs> no, get into a topic you're not even on and put a person in the defensive. That's the one I like. Oh, yeah, it's a freestyling. So. <laughs> Yeah, you got to take all three of the courses to and get I'm, that. I'm trying to teach my son the ways of uh, not arguing. I don't know if I like the word arguing, but, you know, discourse. Because 
you you learn those kind of tricks. I never took a class in school where they teach that. I'll bet it's fascinating. Um, what, what do they teach that in? Debate? Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, something like Probably a club. What do they call those? There's a name Rhetoric? for Rhetoric? No. Anyway. Um, I'm trying to teach my son some of those because it's easy to get pinned into a corner on stuff and then like later realize, wait a second, that's not even what we were talking about. Right, if you so- let somebody maneuver you into something you weren't even trying to defend. A logical fallacy. Yes. Yeah. Logic. Yeah. That's what I was trying to come up with. The uh, Mott the Hoople is our favorite recent one, or Mott and Bailey. That's it. Yeah. It's pre- Siegfried and Roy. It's pretty obvious I have Mott not taken a Hoople. <laughs> pretty obvious I've not taken a logic class. I think if anybody's been a long time listener. But, <laughs> um, but what I was going to bring to with the whole self isolating thing, or um, uh, I guess um, moving to get with other people like us, they looked at Pew. And a question that they've been asking for a long time. You can go 20 years back, 10 years back, and uh, now. So 20 years ago, you asked Republicans and Democrats, what are the five most important issues to them in Pew? And Democrats and Republicans shared four of the five same most important items. And number one, they agreed on. I think it was education or something. This is polling uh, people, not politicians, right? Right, yeah. Voters who identify themselves as Republican or Democrat. Four of the five top items, most important items there, they shared, and number one they shared. Wow. So that's subtle differences in policy. That's 20 years ago. Ten years ago, they shared three of the top five, but in different orders. Different number one. Now, none of the five are uh, the same. Don't share any of the top five. So that's disastrous. It is disastrous. How do you have how how can you even talk about uniting or coming together if we don't even share one of our top 5 issues? Well, and then if the politics of the day calls for you to demonize the other side because they see things differently. Um then, you know, people separate into their hostile camps how could they and not can't be even demons. They don't even agree on what I feel is the most important things for this country. Yeah, they're a little demony. I don't know how much of that. I mean, that timeline perks works pretty well for social media's overtaking of the world. Wow! So in the year two thousand, it was four out of five. I mean, it's not like we're talking about nineteen seventy-six. No, no, no. And then twenty ten, two thousand. Justin Timberlake's ruled the charts. I mean, it's not that long ago. Wow! Wow! That's that's mind blowing. It don't is. We have to have a national conversation about that, Jack. I'd rather talk about climate change. So you and I have different priorities. Um, I, I don't know how you fix that. I honestly don't know how you fix that. But that is, that is well, it sows the seeds of the discord we have. I don't know how you get away from it. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up for the day. He's pressing the buttons in the control room, our technical director, Michelangelo. Michael? Yeah, I keep thinking to myself, if I'm someone that gave that cost my team the Super Bowl because I gave the quarterback COVID, I would move out of town. <laughs> yeah, right. Good idea. Yeah, you probably have to. Uh, positive Sean, our producer, has a final thought. Sean? Uh, headline in my world today is my mother is getting her first shot of the uh, coronavirus vaccine later today. That made me uh, uh, happier than I was anticipating. In a, but still, we need more more jabbing. Does she know it's the mark of the beast? Uh, is the government trying to control I, you with I the have, chip? I haven't told her about the tracking. Is yet. she aware of that? 
Mm, scandal. Jack, final thought? Yeah, two two headlines I didn't get to today. Elon Musk says by the end of this year, they will be implanting chips into humans so that you can uh, run computers with your brain. And the other thing I came across is 80% of Japanese want to cancel the Summer Olympics, which are scheduled, 80%. Which are scheduled for Tokyo this summer. 80% say, no, no, don't do that. Yeah, wow, okay. I guess my final thought is, speaking of moms, I'm going to see my mom and my dad for a little visit. My mom's not been doing well, and uh, uh, time's been a-wasting during the COVID thing. I haven't seen them in a ridiculously long time because they've been bubbled up and trying to be super cautious, but nope, not waiting anymore. Got myself a test. I'm negative. My attitude and my COVID status. (laughs) (laughs) They test for both at the same time? Well, they could just tell when I walked in. Yeah, that's a position a lot of people are in where they're not they're not visiting family for yeah. what has turned into a ridiculously long time. I mean, when we all thought it was going to be eight weeks, okay, fine. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Are you kidding? Oh, boy. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people think so little time. Go to armstrongandgetty.com. Man, a lot of great clicks under hot links. You can email us, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com. Our new stupid should hurt masks are available. They're very comfortable, by the way. I really love the A&G masks. What seriously. color are they? Because I only trust black or white oh, masks. They're, they're black is the ace of spades, my friend. Awesome. See you tomorrow. God bless America. Can I ask our producers, can we uh, get out of here, please? What are you doing? Figure it out! Or get off the podium! And when it's over, it is over. It is over. Yeah, it's just complete, utter nonsense. So let's just dispense with that fundamental, foundationally nonsense. You trash. Idiots. I Shut up, moron. Okay. I'm gonna call my lawyer. Gun. That is the climax of foolishness. Ow! Do Armstrong and Getty stay employed? Mm. Armstrong and Getty.